This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. I got a message from Right on John in Paradise Valley, uh, sending us a message on our Montana Talks app. He says he has a a lot of friends and family north of the border up in Canada, and and so he says, yeah, apparently up in up in Canada, they just think that the dirigibles or the balloons. These are just party favorites, according to every news outlet in Canada. Uh, The cascade from an EMP, that's an electromagnetic pulse device, could wipe out both countries. But no one wants or believes it could happen in a chocolate factory. Suppression in Canada is scary, uh, like communist countries, but they think in Canada they're free and safe. I call BS. Yeah, of course, when you talk about what most news outlets in Canada are reporting, they're downplaying the China spy balloon. They're, they're downplaying these other objects, uh, one of, of which got shot down over Canada. Of course they're downplaying it. This is the same Canadian media that is basically government media that is basically controlled by the, the Canadian government, which is now under the control of, uh, of, uh, of blackface Justin Trudeau, uh, the pretty little prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, the radical leftist up there, who has already openly admitted that he's envious of the communist Chinese leadership. He envies the way they're able to control their people. And uh, some people, I forget who said it, but somebody was joking. They said, "Well, the only reason, the only reason Trudeau allowed the uh, allowed a an object over Canada to be shot down is because he he probably thought it was a, a freedom uh, trucker, uh, one of the truckers from the freedom convoys or something. Because boy, he sure shot those uh, uh, freedom loving truckers down in a heartbeat, didn't he? He sure sure made sure that they prosecuted that that Christian pastor who had the audacity to hold street church services." In in, uh, in in the midst of COVID nineteen, he sure went after went after him with everything, didn't they? Uh, but but look, even even closer to home here, yeah, there there are some of of uh, there are some folks who don't think it's a big deal that China was flying a spy balloon over Montana. In fact, I saw this a few days ago. This was last week. Uh, the CBS TV stations. Uh, I spotted this on the KXLF uh, Butte Facebook page. They're the sister station of KBCK Bozeman, KTVQ Billings, etc. And uh, and this was their headline: "I'm not scared of balloons." Montana TikTok users say U.S. Chinese tensions don't tarnish popular app. So so you have these college kids, and this was this was a, a freshman at MSU Billings, a freshman at Montana State University Billings, used to be known as Eastern Montana College. Maybe we should call it that again. Uh, this freshman kid said, I'm not scared of balloons, and it will still keep using the Chinese TikTok app. And anyway, the MSU Billings freshman said, quote, I was like, oh, wow, balloons, whatever. Man, we got a lot of work to do with some of these young people. I'm hopeful that that this MSU Billings freshman, though, is an anomaly. You know, kind of like what they called that object over the skies of Haber first uh, on Saturday night. That's just an anomaly. Well, then they shot the same object down uh, later, uh, later over the weekend. 
Securing America. The floating object shot out of North American skies this first half of February has left many questions, including what they are and why they are here. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby said the first balloon that floated cross-country likely is a spy device. China has a high-altitude balloon program for intelligence collection. The more recent objects shot down over Alaska, Canada, and Lake Huron are less clear. Kirby says discovering their nature and purpose is a priority. Including through intensive efforts to collect debris in the remote locations where they have fallen. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin in Belgium said it's not that the U.S. has an itchy trigger finger. They do, however, present a risk to civil aviation and potentially an intelligence collection. Away, Ben. Babble. 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 Go to babble.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babble.com. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, interesting there, right on John, uh, mentioning EMP. That's uh, one thing that was also mentioned by Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke on Fox News uh, yesterday as well. I'll play that soundbite for you here in just a second. But first, let's go right back into the phone lines, 406-294-0970. Chuck in Belgrade, thanks for the call. What's your thoughts this morning? Uh, good morning, Aaron. I have a little bit different uh, take on what's been taking place the last week or so, and that is that, you know, when that first balloon was coming down, you know, it was hanging around northern Montana, and then it made a beeline, and it was sort of headed to Arkansas, and then when it was found out, it went to Missouri and then east. And I am not a journalist at all, let alone an investigative journalist, but I'm pretty good at math, and I can put two and three together minus four plus seven. So I was just wondering, maybe they are looking for Hillary's backup uh, computer in Arkansas, (laughs) or maybe are they looking for John Tester's laptop? <laughs> well, and then the other thing, Hillary is an expert. Know. Hillary, you know, much like the, the remnants of the China spy balloon that apparently are on the bottom of the ocean floor right now, uh, Hillary did an even better job than that in destroying her own electronic uh, devices. But on a much more serious note, because it's public record, maybe one of these uh, investigative people here in Montana can find out who sold land to the Chinese. Who is the real estate broker, and who is the title company that uh, cleared it? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Or have they even have they even covered uh, the communist Chinese land purchases, or or is it leasing space on towers? Right? Why no follow up? Why no no follow up questions? Uh, you know, well, that's my meant. Be- between uh, Chester's and. Uh, Baucus's laptops. I bet we could find some answers. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Max Baucus. I I should do a, a search on him. I his name hasn't popped up here in the last few days. He's been pretty quiet after uh, his his bankrollers in Beijing uh, launched this spy balloon over Montana, hasn't he? Yes, he has. But like I say, it's just a different take that I think somebody needs to look into. 
Thank you, sir. All righty. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. 2940970 is the number for you. Uh, here is Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke from the Western District on Fox News yesterday with Dana Perino. Hey, but at some point, doesn't the commander in chief have to say something about the fact that we're taking hostile action against unidentified flying objects over America? Well, absolutely. And you need to be truthful about it. The truth is, China is poking us in the eye. The truth is, we have to respond. The truth is, if we're weak, this is what happens. And look, balloons are serious. Is it, There's a lot of things that can be attached to a balloon. Uh, electronic magnetic pulses, for instance. You see chemicals. There's a lot of things that can uh, be attached to the balloons. We need to take it serious. And I'm glad at least we're taking the shot. But we should have took the shot in the first balloon right away. At least we're taking the shot. I don't agree over, over water because it's hard to recover. But we need to take the shot, defend our airspace, and we need to do it strongly. All right. Uh, yeah, that was Zinke on with Dana Perino yesterday. Also got an interesting news story here from our friend Peter Christian with KGVO News out of Missoula. And when I first saw this story, I thought, oh, great, here we go. The University of Montana hosting some professor who uh, claims to be an expert on China. Here we go. But actually, this sounds like it might be an interesting story here. University of Montana's Mansfield Center held a Zoom conference on Monday featuring June Dreyer, professor of political science at the University of Miami and former Far East specialist at the Library of Congress. Uh, Professor Dreyer said the world is asking, quote, what's the big deal with a balloon over sensitive parts of the United States, including Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana? And she replied, they got caught. Professor Dreyer explaining the advantages of using a slow-moving six-story spy balloon over a satellite is the opportunity for a long, slow look at the United States defenses advantage of using the balloon as opposed to the satellite is that the satellite goes over quickly in a geosynchronous orbit and the advantage of the balloon is it can fly much lower and it can loiter so that's the reason for using a balloon because you have to ask them yourself if their satellites are so good why do they send the balloons in the first place now, that is exactly what former CIA operations officer Sam Faddis told us on this show yesterday in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, he went on in a, a little bit more uh, detail on that topic as well. You know, that was after I, I told him how uh, Democrat Senate leader Chuck Schumer was saying, ah, it's not that big of a deal. They've got satellites for this stuff. Yeah, obviously, Chuck Schumer doesn't know the first thing of what he is talking about. Or he's just like John Tester providing cover fire for the Biden administration, providing cover fire for the communist Chinese. Now, drawing on her vast years of experience in dealing with communist China, Professor Dreyer also said that the United States does not understand or appreciate the fact that China does not have our separation of powers doctrine. It is the state. It is the government that is all important. Uh, another thing is the close cooperation in China between the civilian and the military sector. And I know we talk a lot about cooperation between our defense industries and the intelligence community, but um, as we used to say in my native Brooklyn, you ain't seen nothing yet. And in the case of China, there is actually a law 
telling civilian entities that they must cooperate with military please for information. Isn't that well? We will have expert guests talking about cutting edge health and wellness. So come join us. You don't want to miss it. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. Doug McAlpick, the new agriculture trade boss at the U.S. Trade Representative's office, says he's given Mexico until February 14th to explain the science behind the country's planned ban on GMO corn products. The response will help the agency decide the next steps to resolve the long-running disagreement over Mexico's biotechnology policies when it comes to agriculture. The next steps could include escalating the dispute settlement process under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. If it continues, the dispute threat to disrupt the billions of dollars worth of corn trade between the U.S. and Mexico. McAlpick says Mexico rejected 14 ag product traits that were submitted to them and they didn't provide any justification. Today's program is brought to you by the Montana Farmers Union. For more, visit the Montana Farmers Union online. In other news, the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago released its quarterly ag letter showing that the district saw a strong annual increase of 12% in farmland values during 2022. The Fed says although the result may seem like a letdown after an even larger increase in 2021, last year's annual gain was the second largest in the past 10 years, making it even more difficult for farmers and ranchers to expand or for first-generation producers to make a go of it in the countryside. I'm Lane Ortlund. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Man, like I say, we have got a whole lineup of content ready for you here this morning. Uh, some of it I, I should replay a little bit for you here, especially you, you, you missed a bunch of great content in the 6 o'clock hour of the show, but we got too much to share with you this morning, so we're going to keep keep bringing you some new content here invaded in the sky invaded on the ground we've talked about the china spy balloon but we need to talk we need to go back to this major story that is causing real harm on the ground in montana we're talking about the fentanyl crisis and we're talking about our wide open southern border sheriff leo dutton out of lewis and clark county montana on fox news as well yesterday it's like montana 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 all over uh, the national news here i'll play that for you here in just a second but you know this past friday we were at the gate show in glendive had a great time in fact uh one of the things that I did last night, I put together a story for our website. I wanted to share with you the Montana-made products that caught my eye at the Gate Show in Glendive. Not only the Montana-made products, but uh, since we were out there in Mondakistan on the Montana-North Dakota border, they also had some North Dakota-made products that were out there as well. So I've got a story on our Montana Talks website right now uh, showing you some of those Montana-made products. One that was really cool uh, was a, some Montana-made products out of out of Circle, Montana. And uh, anyway, they they uh, they grow chickpeas, and then they and then they make all of these products out of chickpeas. They've got hot chocolate cookie mix. They've got cinnamon sugar cereal. They've got you know a gravy mix. They've got brownie mix. They've got fish batter. All sorts of stuff. It's a company called Forty One Grains, and and they they 
they grow the products in Circle Montana, they manufacture the products in Circle Montana, and then they ship them all over the all over the state and all over the country. That was pretty cool to see. Uh, but there was so much more. If you go to uh, our Montana Talks app, you'll see a bunch of the photos of the Montana-made products that caught my eye at the Gate Show in Glendive. I joked with our friend uh, Paul Sturlogson with KXGN Radio in Glendive. I said, you know, I said, of course, you got the Gate Show, then you got the Mate Show. You know, uh, before you get to the mate, you got to go through the gate show in Glendive. We did that Friday. Now coming up this weekend is the mate show in Billings. And uh, I know many of you are going to be traveling from across the state to check out the mate show. Uh, Billy Beatty and his team from BD Equipment Services will be at the mate show this weekend. So you can get a chance to say hello to them in person, uh, shake their hand. And and uh, and I think you'll see, man, these are some hardworking guys. So if you've got a big project that needs to be done, you've got demolition work that needs to be done, you want to put in a garden this spring, let them beady boys do the dirty work for you. Where can you find them? They are going to be right next to the beer garden at the Expo Center. Uh, so if you're looking for BD Equipment Services, uh, well, they're from the High Line, so uh, you can find them next to the Beer Garden at the Expo Center. Check out their drone footage and more. Go to bdequipmentblgs.com. All right, here's uh, Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton on Fox News yesterday. We've talked about the air invasion. Let's talk about the ground invasion. Officials in Montana say the fentanyl crisis has made its way to their state. In 2020, there were 41 fentanyl-related deaths. In 2021, that number spiked to 87. That's a 112% increase. And then city leaders are putting the blame directly on drug cartels. Listen. We know where these drugs are coming from. We know where 100% of the fentanyl and 100% of the methamphetamine are coming from. And they're coming from the Mexican drug cartels. Here to react is Montana Sheriff Leo Dutton, the former president of the Western States Sheriff's Association. Sheriff, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you, and it's great to be here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate being here. So you heard what the AG said. Do you think that 100% of the fentanyl is coming from the cartels? I do. I agree with him. I've been down to the southern border. I rode along with the uh, sheriff's office down there with Cochise County, Mark Daniel, Sheriff Mark Daniels. I've seen where it comes from. So President Biden mentioned fentanyl in his State of the Union address while getting called out by Republicans for his failure to secure the border. Listen to this. Fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. You got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production and the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. So, okay, he is finally admitting that there is an issue, but it's with the fentanyl. Obviously, we all know that. We've been talking about it for years. But do you think this is a direct reflection of his open border policies? And really, he's the only person who can stop this? Yes, I do. And it's more like 100,000. It's not 70,000. It's more like 100,000 people that are dying each year. So, so one of the things... Go on. No, go on. So one of the things that I want to draw your attention to is that five major associations put out a letter that we've researched, and we want to call out, it's dangerous, but we want to call out two major drug cartels 
that are responsible and in the shadows in Mexico. All right, we'll get to that uh, answer right after this 60-second Fox News update here on Montana Talks. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Prices went up in January. It's now seven straight months of lower annual inflation based on what Americans are paying for goods and services. The consumer price index rose half a percent last month. It was up 6.4 percent in the year ending in January. Core inflation, excluding food and energy, rose four-tenths of a percent for the month and was up 5.6 percent in the year ending in January. Fox is Jenny Castola. More survivors are being rescued eight days after an earthquake in Turkey and Syria. A 17-year-old and his 21-year-old brother have somehow survived some 200 hours in the rubble of a building in Karaman Marash. These stories becoming rarer every day. Rescue work is continuing, though, with extra resources being poured in to helping those now homeless. Fox's Jonathan Savage. Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador, announces she's running for the Republican presidential nomination. America's listening to Fox News. Uh Uh-oh. Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie-daisy. What do we have here, folks? What do we have here? David in Boulder just sent us a message on our Montana Talks app. That's Boulder, Montana, not Boulder, Colorado. Before you get all fired up there, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max Bacchus, I, I threw out the question earlier. I said, hey, where, I haven't heard a word out of Max Bacchus. Where's he been? You know, he's he's being paid off by the communist Chinese, uh, getting a whole bunch of money through his uh, communist Chinese business dealings after he cashed in his short stint as ambassador to China. Uh, David in Boulder tells us this. Max Bacchus is front page news on Fox regarding his relationship with Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah, thanks for flagging that one for me, David. I hadn't seen this one yet here. Hunter Biden, an Obama ambassador and Chinese businessman. A very good relationship. Hunter Biden told longtime business partner uh, that he and then Ambassador Max Bacchus, quote, have a very, very good relationship and I can ask anything we need. I'm going to read uh, more on that story here uh, during the break. Although we already know the story here, right? When Max Bacchus married a former staffer that he had been traveling the state with on the taxpayer dime, by the way, when he married a former staffer just north of Helena, Montana, you remember who was at the wedding? Joe Biden, the big man himself. So very, very, very good relationship. The crackhead Hunter Biden could get anything he asked for out of Max Bacchus. Tell you what, if they're investigating Hunter Biden, they sure as heck better be investigating Max Baucus. Oh, but he's got a son who was rewarded with a job as an investigator in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Montana. But boy, isn't that nice. Wouldn't that be nice if you can if you can sign off on all the corrupt business dealings with Hunter Biden and your buddies in China? And then you don't have to worry about being investigated because, A, you're a Democrat, and B... Your son works for the investigator's office. Nice, cushy deal, isn't it? Uh, Let's go back to Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton talking about the fentanyl crisis and uh, the cartels that are operating on the ground here in Montana and elsewhere across our country. And that's uh, Sonola and Jalisco, uh, new generation cartels that are responsible for this. We're naming them and we're standing by our, our statement there's sheriffs across America that are tired of this, and we need our citizens' help. We need them to call their federal representatives and ask President Biden to declare them a terrorist organization and go after them. Use the U.S. military 
They're killing over 100,000 of our citizens a year. That's unacceptable. All right, that was uh, Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton. And, and by the way, you, you want to get elected in Lewis and Clark County? You got to suck up to a few Democrats. He's not sucking up the Democrats right there. We all know what he's doing. He's calling out John Tester, whether he said his name or not. That is significant. Back after this. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. If you got something you want to talk about, call in now, because uh, you can call in when John Jackson's here in the 8 o'clock hour as well. But, you know, we we typically get a lot of callers in that 8 o'clock hour. That's when our friends from Great Falls and the Flathead also jump in on the conversation. So we've got a huge number of of folks that are listening to the show right now in the Billings-Bozeman areas and also on our Montana Talks app. But then coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Great Falls, Kalispell jumping on the conversation. Then in the 9 o'clock hour, from Glendive to Missoula picking up on the conversation. So uh, so things start moving very, very quickly. So if you got something you want to talk about, give us a ring right now, 406-294-0970. David in Boulder uh, told us about this story that is now a uh, big story at foxnews.com. In fact, I just pulled it up on the TV screen behind me here. Let me see if I'm seeing it on the homepage right now because uh, I, I I looked at the Fox News First newsletter earlier this morning. I'm now looking. Oh, yeah, here we go. It's it, it's one of the God, top, uh, you know, you only got to scroll a little bit down and there you'll see it. Anything we need. Hunter's dealings with Obama's Chinese ambassador revealed in emails uh here you go uh now so for some of you who are new to montana and you don't know who max baucus is <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite max baucus stories uh, uh well uh, i'll get to that in a second so max baucus uh it was the the quintessential career politician he was the joe biden of montana we were stuck with that guy for like 40 years and yeah, and basically, uh, he, he he played the game that John Tester is now playing, where where you know you you vote with the Democrats, you vote with the left, you vote with the liberals until it's election year, until it, the election season starts to roll around, and then you start pretending to be conservative, you start pretending to be moderate, which is what John Tester is doing right now, once again, pretending to look tough on China. That's what Max Baucus did. Max Baucus was the author of Obamacare. Uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, I talked about the, the train wreck transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, and this mushroom cloud that went up over Palestine, Ohio. Uh, following a train wreck there, and how Pete Buttigieg couldn't even bother to to talk about that uh, devastating train wreck uh, that happened under his watch. Instead, yesterday, he was complaining about white construction workers. The guy who spends his time talking about racist bridges, racist roads, etc., was was complaining about white construction workers uh, yesterday. Even though, as Matt Walsh pointed out via Twitter, about half of the construction workers are Hispanics. So, so uh, anyway, but but when it comes to train wrecks, 
I I heard uh, I heard Max Bacchus doing an interview uh, with with uh, another program here several years ago after he was the guy to shove Obamacare down our throats, and he was talking about the Obamacare website, and he and the, and he himself basically described uh, the train wreck that was going to take place. Uh, so that that explains my tangent about train wreck Pete Buttigieg there uh, for a second. So Max Baucus forces Obamacare down our throats. Max Baucus supported an assault weapons ban in the 1990s, and then he flipped on it because he was afraid he was going to lose an election. Uh, so, so anyway, career politician who uh, was just simply interested in lining his pockets. They finally bribed the guy out of office. So what happened was uh, they they knew that, that Max Baucus was going to be in trouble or they knew that eventually he needed to go. They needed to get him out of the Senate anyway. And I think they were afraid of, of, uh, of Steve Daines and, and other Republicans out there. But what they – so what they did was they did what, what was referred to as the Big Sky Buy-Off. And basically the Democrats went to Baucus and they said, hey, we'll make you the ambassador to China if you step down early from the United States Senate. So you step down from the United States Senate. We'll make you the ambassador to China. He's been sucking up to the communist Chinese for decades, selling us out to the communist Chinese for decades anyway. So it was the perfect fit in, in the Obama world's uh, uh, perspective. And then we'll have Democrat Governor Steve Bullock put this John Walsh guy in the United States Senate instead, and then we'll make him the Democrat Senate candidate, but we'll give him an early leg up because, see, once we make him a senator, then he has a press team that can send out press releases, and the gullible Montana media will copy and paste any press release the Democrat senator's office sends their way. So he'll get a lot of free earned media attention, and Democrats will be more likely to hold that Senate seat. That was their theory. Well, then the whole thing blew up because the New York Times ran an expose on how John Walsh plagiarized his war college thesis and they ended up scrapping his name off uh, you know literally scratching his name off of the the bronze uh, plaque uh, with all the war college graduates names on it and Democrats lost the Senate it was a huge embarrassment for Montana Democrats uh, and uh, and, th- and then in Bacchus's hearings to become the ambassador to China, John Stewart, the host of The Daily Show, he was still on the air at the time. Even he was mocking Max Baucus being selected to be the ambassador to China. And uh, Baucus had admitted during his confirmation hearings that he's, quote, no expert on China. And then John Stewart. This was classic John Stewart, where even even those of us who are conservative and you know don't necessarily agree with John Stewart's politics, we could still laugh at John Stewart, right? John Stewart does this classic episode where he mocks not only Bacchus, but he mocks all these other Obama ambassador nominees because the only reason they were getting the jobs is because they were well-connected Democrats or people who raised money for the Obama campaign. And so he was joking about Max Bacchus. Well, uh, you know, I uh, don't really speak Chinese, but uh, – I can play their checkers. Uh, yeah, it was just a hilarious episode. But I'll never forget when the news broke 
that Max Baucus was going to be uh, the ambassador uh, to China. I tell the news to my friend Rocky. I was working with uh, working across the hall from Rocky Erickson at the time, and he's a he's a sports guy. And I say, hey, Rocky, did you hear the news? They're going to make uh, Max Baucus the ambassador to China. And Rocky says, what? What? He's like, why? Why would they do that? Does he speak Chinese? And I said, oh, come on, Rocky. He can't even speak English. <laughs> and uh, and Rocky said, oh, man, you better not say that on the radio. I was working for a, a different company at the time that uh, that liked to uh, uh, to silence you. And, and I won't get into that uh, inside baseball. But anyway, uh, so I said, oh, don't worry. Don't worry, Rocky. I won't say that on the radio. Larry from Whitehall calls in later that morning. And uh, Larry from Whitehall says, well, Aaron, now, come on now. Why, why did they make him the ambassador to China? And I said, well, I don't know, Larry. Uh, does he speak Chinese? And uh, Larry and Whitehall, oh, come on now. Hell, he don't even speak English. <laughs> and I'm just laughing my butt off because I was like, I didn't say it. I, it was Larry and Whitehall who said it. I just asked a question. That's all I did there. Uh, and, and, and now, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. Not only am I going to ask the question, but I'm going to say what needs to be said as well. Uh, that's why it's so great to be with you here on Montana Talks, the show where I get to talk, the show where you get to talk. Two nine four zero nine seventy. Okay, to the Fox News story. Now that we gave the new folks, the folks that are new to town, a little bit of background on who Max Baucus is. He's ambassador to China for what two, three years? I mean, he didn't even figure out where the bathrooms were. But boy, he sure cashed in, didn't he? Now he's on the board of all these communist Chinese businesses making a whole pile of money. This is the story from FoxNews.com. Hunter Biden boasted about having a very good relationship with President Obama's ambassador to China prior to his business associates arranging multiple meetings with him. According to a review of emails from Hunter's infamous abandoned laptop that have been verified by Fox News Digital. Less than two months after former Senator Max Baucus was sworn in by then-Vice President Biden as the U.S. ambassador to China in late February of 2014, Hunter Biden and his business associates at BHR Partners began arranging meetings with Baucus. And basically, it details uh, the emails between Hunter Biden and Devin Archer. Now, Devin Archer was eventually forced to resign from his position after reports came out that he was under investigation by the U.S. Justice Department and the SEC for his role in defrauding a Native American tribe, for which he was later sentenced to a year and a day in federal prison. See, if you're a well-connected Democrat, you can defraud Native American tribes and, and you can get off with just a slap on the wrist. I'll bet you there are tribal leaders who spent more time in prison because of Obama's uh, Conservation and Reinvestment Act, whatever the garbage, whatever his uh, garbage stimulus bill is, there were probably more tribal leaders who spent more time in prison uh, for for misusing the the Obama stimulus funds than the Biden family, of course, and the Biden associates spent by defrauding. Native American tribes here. Anyway, Hunter Biden basically sent an email to Devin Archer, says, hey, look, I'm friends with Bacchus. We can, quote, ask anything we need and we'll get it from Max Bacchus, a central figure in all this corruption. 
Fox News commentary. Biological females should not be forced to share locker rooms with biological males, and this shocking incident is a perfect example of why not. I'm Tommy Lahren. Find out next. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, it's Will Kane, co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend. Join me as I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics from sports and pop culture to politics and business. With the help of newsmakers and personalities, I will provide you my free, unfiltered, uncancelable opinion on the hottest topics in America. The Will Kane Podcast. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. America is listening to Fox News. Ex-Kentucky collegiate swimmer Riley Gaines says she and other female swimmers were exposed to the male genitals of trans competitor Leah Thomas. In a Fox News interview, Gaines said she and other female swimmers were not forewarned they'd be sharing a locker room with bio-male Leah Thomas, nor did they give consent. But that didn't stop Leah Thomas from dropping his pants or watching actual females undress in what should have been a female-only safe space. Now Gaines is calling on the NCAA to ensure separate locker rooms for that very reason. It's bad enough bio-males are allowed to compete and usually defeat women in women's sports. But it is beyond reprehensible that these female athletes are also forced to share a changing area. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. Uh, we got John Jackson coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll take your phone calls as well. If you want to jump in on the conversation, I think, uh, what do I want to do here in the few minutes that we have left of this hour? I know we've been covering a lot of ground. Uh, we do have the latest legislative update from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's let's share that one with you here. Uh, big news, uh, by the way, on that front, uh, you know, some of the topics that Jeff Lasloffy has been covering out of the state legislature are bills to protect kids from the, the, the radical left and this transgender agenda where they're trying to, uh, you know, basically allow for body parts to be chopped off of kids or life-altering uh, medical uh, procedures and, and treatments. Uh, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem yesterday signed a bill to protect kids uh, from this radical transgender agenda as well. It will ban some gender-related medical and surgical procedures for minors. Governor Nome bans puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and gender-swapping surgeries for individuals under the age of 18. So good job, South Dakota and uh, state lawmakers over there. And I look forward to seeing uh, Montana lawmakers and Montana Governor Greg Gianforte following suit as well. Here's uh, Jeff Lasloffy with the latest uh, legislative update here from the Montana Family Foundation. Time now for a legislative update brought to you by the Montana Family Foundation. Here's President of the Montana Family Foundation and former Speaker Pro Tem of the Montana House of Representatives, Jeff Lasloffy. As the idea of parental choice in education continues to gain ground, the number of states adopting laws that support school choice continues to grow with each passing year. In Montana, it began with the passage of a tax credit scholarship bill that eventually led to a victory in the United States Supreme Court. That case, known as Espinosa v. Montana Department of Revenue, overturned religiously discriminatory language in 38 state constitutions and paved the way for a huge expansion in educational opportunities. The 
nationwide movement started when parents began looking at students who were failing for whatever reason in a one-size-fits-all traditional public school setting. Many knew their children needed help, but if they couldn't afford private school and were not able to homeschool, then they were stuck. Thus began the push for parental choice in education. The operating premise is that every child should be able to go out into a marketplace filled with a broad array of educational options and find their child's perfect educational fit. Be that public school, private school, home school, vocational school, immersion school, public charter school, or magnet schools. The movement began over 40 years ago and has really taken off in the last decade. Public schools and teachers unions used to fight any idea that wasn't a traditional public school, but even that's changing. Last week, we testified side-by-side with the public schools in favor of the expansion of the tax credit scholarship program. Granted, the carrot in that equation is that taxpayers can direct up to $200,000 of their tax liability to their local public school and in return receive a 100% tax credit. But the program proves our point that public schools can benefit from school choice as well. Another way they can benefit is that disruptive students can leave and find an option that better fits their learning style. I know because I used to be that student. F's on my report card, constantly fighting, and in danger of dropping out by age 14. My parents took the drastic step of using their meager middle-class income to put me in a private school, and it completely changed my life. I settled down, began to enjoy school, quit fighting, and eventually graduated with a respectable GPA. Just what every parent wants for their child. But what about students who are struggling for other reasons? As I said, the reasons for school choice are as varied as the number of students in the system. And for that reason, this week Wednesday, House Majority Leader Sue Vinton will introduce House Bill 393, also known as the Students with Special Needs Opportunity Act. House Bill 393 expands the concept of school choice to include those students with learning disabilities. Over the years, many parents have voiced frustration because their special needs child was not able to get the specialized help they needed from their local public school. House Bill 393 creates a state-controlled savings account that allows a parent to use the money that would have been used to educate their child at their local public school and instead use that money to find the services that their child needs. If this describes your child, you might want to take this opportunity to let the committee know that you support the bill. If you're near Helena, you could testify in person. If not, you can register by 5 o'clock today to testify online. All right, and go to ledge.mt.gov, committee info, how to get a hold of your lawmakers, and so much more. Jeff Lasloff, with the Montana Family Foundation, thanks uh, for that great update as always. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. He's got a couple things to add about Max Baucus after this.